Hello, my name is Samuel George London, and welcome to this live edition of Comics for the Apocalypse. On today's very special episode, recorded live at MCM Comic Con London, I speak to comic book artist and stupendous person Sarah Grayley about what comics they would take into an artificially intelligent robot takeover apocalypse. But before we get into it, I'd like to give you a quick friendly reminder uh, that my latest Kickstarter, Band of Warriors, issue 2, just has two days left and we're super close to our funding goal. Um, So if you like the sound of a Celtic and Greek mythology mashup, uh, then please do go check it out by searching for Band of Warriors, number 2, on Kickstarter or by simply clicking the link in the show notes. Also, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, the Comic Scene Comic Club, available from just £5 a month or £30 a year. You can get monthly issues of the history of comics, Shift, Brawler and specials of Pat Mills' Space Warp. To find out more and subscribe to the Comic Club, visit comicscene.org. Now, without further ado, on with the show. Hello, Sarah Grayley. How's it going? Oh, it's going all right. Yeah, how's it going for you? <laughs> Pretty good. It's a fantastic day here at MCM Comic Con. It's so good to see so many people um, that, that are in love with comics and everything that comes with that as well, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, no, um, I'm, I'm really pleasantly surprised at how many people have turned out. And it's been a great day so far. How's it been for you? Yeah, it's been really lovely. It's like Totally weird being back on the con scene, but yeah. it's been really nice. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, uh, for those of you, uh, for those that haven't come across you just yet, what do you do in the world of comics? I do so many comics. This is, this is a really hard question to answer because the list got really long. Um, I do a diary uh, webcomic called Our Super Adventure, which is about me, my partner, Steph, and our four cats. But um, I also illustrate the official Minecraft graphic novels. Me and my partner, Steph, we wrote a Spider-Man story uh, for Marvel Action Spider-Man. I've done a book called Glitch for Scholastic. I did a book with Steph uh, called Donut the Destroyer for Scholastic. And I did a um, spooky rom-com series called Kim Reaper for Oni Press. I've also done um, a Rick and Morty story. (laughs) So yeah, I think that's... I think that's everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah, um, you, can, you, you, can, you can always uh, search for Sarah, Sarah Grayley, uh, but where's the best place to find you online? Yeah, um, sarahgrayley.com has all the links. That's always good. Um, on Twitter, I'm Sarah Grayley Art. Someone beat me to Sarah Grayley. <laughs> and then on Instagram, I'm Sarah Grayley. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, before we get uh, started properly, I must warn, forewarn the audience that my wife is five days overdue with our second child. So I'm on call. So <laughs> I'm really sorry if I have to dart off at any point. I get the phone call that she's gone into labor or something like that. So uh, thank you for your patience on that. Um, but uh, go back to the podcast. Um, Unfortunately, um, on a day like today, it's fantastic uh, that we've got so many people here, but as a result, we've all, we've all got phones, and that's connected to the internet, um, and somehow, somewhere, an artificially intelligent um, robot has got into that and has taken over all of the phones in everybody's pockets 
MCM here um, and is going to start taking over the entire planet. So from our very spot right here, um, what's your action plan for survival in an artificially intelligent robot uprising apocalypse? Are cars still good? <laughs> I'm, making, I'm just going to politely leave. Grab my partner. We're going to go home. Going to grab the cats, and um, I think we're going to go live in the woods. I think that's the plan. I mean, I'd love the idea of living in the woods anyway, but yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm out. Bye. <laughs> uh, head off to the woods, um, and I assume with your partner. Huh? With your partner. Oh yeah, yeah. As with well, Steph, of course. Yeah, yeah take take him. Um, but, <laughs> no, I'm like vice Steph. I mean, he's he's the one that drives, and I can't drive, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So you two end up in the woods, yes. right? All safe and sound, mm-hmm. um, and um, on on with around the campfire, okay. um, you uh, you start chewing the fat on comics. Um, and the first question that Seth asks you is, what's the first comic you remember enjoying? Okay, I'm, I thought you were going to follow that w- up with, like, and then the robots follow you, and oh, I was no, going to be like, oh, God, twist. I didn't think that far. <laughs> um, so, like, the fir- my, like, introduction to comics was, like, the Beano and the Dandy, um, but I remember, like, seeing Sonic the comic on the shelves and being like, I, want, I would like to read that. Like, I love Sonic the Hedgehog. That was, like, my intro to video games. And my mum was like, I'm not buying you Sonic the Comic, you can't read yet. So I was, had to wait a while, but then I finally got some Sonic the Comics. But um, I then kind of like took a break from comics. Like I just kind of like fell off for a bit in my teens until like someone introduced me to Scott Pilgrim like seven, when I was 17. And I was like, oh, comics are great. <laughs> like, so I guess, I mean, you said like, what was your first comic? I, I gave you like four, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're going like, First, first comic is Sabino, um, but we were talking about like comics that got me back in. Scott Pilgrim for sure. Fantastic. And, and if you don't mind me asking, what age were you there? So um, when I probably like six or seven, I think. Right. Amazing. So, uh, yeah, I was just like, I want Sonic. Give me Sonic. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> it took a while, but yeah. And then did that inspire you to draw, or were you drawing before that? Um, I was drawing before that, but like not comics, but. Um, yeah, I remember, like, my dad explaining to me, like, oh, there are people who make this. This doesn't just, like, magically appear. Like, people work on this comic, and it blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then I made, like, Sonic fan comics, and I bring them in for show and tell. <laughs> I draw, like, on both sides of the paper so they bleed through, and you couldn't really read them, but I was so proud. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. And, and that, um, that uh, passion for art um, led you to, to go to university to do illustration, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I was, <laughs> I was kind of like, I like, I like drawing and I, I got to do something. So I, went to, I did illustration at uni and um, it, was, it was okay, but I, I, was like, uh, I did a lot of comics on my, on my free time, like outside of that, which was really good. So um, I, did, I did end up, I went to one uni and then I kind of took a year off and I just like, did a lot of comics during that year. And then I was like, I should get the rest of that degree. And I went back, and, I, and um, third year was great, because they kind of give you, like, like, what projects do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do a comic. So I, I, that was, like, one of my last projects at uni. That was pretty cool. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, how did they feel about that? Yeah, they were, they were on They board. were really supportive. They, I was great. like, I want to do a diary comic. And my um, tutor was like, okay, I hope your life is interesting. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll make it work. So, uh, yeah, and I think that was kind of like... Before I started doing our super adventure, um, and it kind of 
got the ball rolling for, for me there. Yeah. Fantastic. And then, and then where did your, your break into comics uh, come from? So I, I guess it was from our super venture. Like I was just like, I decided that I was going to do comics. So I've got to go, got to go make some. <laughs> and I was kind of, I was working a lot of part-time jobs. Like I've, I've worked like a re, like a big range. I've, I've been in bowling alley. I've done chocolateering kind of, um, I've done stationery. I've done other fancy stuff. I've stock room. Um, but like all, all I doing that, I was making comics on the side. Because I, I just, I love drawing and I love writing, so I was like, I'm just gonna go do this. Um, and kind of like in the background, I was, I was just posting um, my diary comic, Our Super Adventure, and then after a while, it kind of like built up a bit of steam. And then it wasn't actually till I, I published um, Our Super Adventure Volume One, and then like a year later, Our Super Adventure really took off in a big way. And I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. So it was, kind of, it was like a little bit unexpected, but it was really, it was really lovely. And it was so nice to see so much love for those comics. Fantastic. And that, that obviously led um, to where you are today, yeah. um, which, which is one of the best UK comic creators, oh, okay. um, Thank if, you. if not in the world. So uh, oh, it's, 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 it's great to, to, to have you here on the podcast and great to actually actually meet you. I, I got my, um, my little uh, <laughs> poopy... Um, <laughs> I'm stage frighting here. Oh no, it's a little poopy superstar. That's it. That was, Sorry. Um, yeah. My first published comic was uh, Rick and Morty, and it was for um, Only Press. Pub, um, approached me and was like, "We want to do a team up between Summer and little, uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole." So I was like, "Yeah, okay, little poopy superstar." And then obviously, I'm like, "It's my first, my first published comic," and I'm like, "Hey, man." got a book out called Little Poopy Superstar. Like, that's a totally normal and appropriate title for a book. Yeah, and it's, it's an absolutely fantastic book. I highly recommend everybody go check it out. It's a great <laughs> story um, that focuses on Summer and Mr. Poopy Butthole um, from the Rick and Morty uh, show. Uh, as you did a fantastic job oh, with all of it. Thank so you. Thank, thank you for, to, for bringing that to the world. Uh, now, back to the campfire. Um, and uh, the next question that crops up is, what's the funniest comic you've read? That's like, there's so many funny comics. Um, so it's really hard, but I think it's got to be Anime Club by Casey Green. Um, I think it's a bit of an old one, but... Um, I just love it. It's, it's like four kids, that they've got like an anime club together and they're absolutely vile and horrible to each other. Um, I feel like a lot of people know Casey Green, maybe not by his name, he did the This Is Fine dog that kind of like took off and then, um, I don't want to say the other one, I've just realized it's really inappropriate. <laughs> but, um, Let's try and keep it a PG. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's, I just think his, uh, his work is so funny. He does like a lot of really over the top like um, reaction, like reaction panels and stuff and everything flows so good and sometimes you just want to read a comic about four vile children who love anime <laughs> fantastic uh, and then we move on uh, to our next question uh, and it's changing gears quite a bit uh, what's the saddest comic that you've read that's such that's such like a turn off uh, it's quite a switch <laughs> <laughs> we're reading this comic about the vile anime boys and and then um it's gonna be like this one summer for me i think um, I remember like getting it, I, I picked it up from Gosh in London um, after being in London for the weekend and I was getting the train back and I just was not ready to, like it totally, it made me like cry so hard on like a very uh, 
full train. <laughs> I'm like a very, I'm like a very much like, um, you know when you watch a movie and it makes you cry and I'm like, I'm not crying, I'm not crying kind of thing. So I'm on this train really like um, this, um, this one summer and I'm just like pouring tears out of my face and I'm like, no one look, no one look, I'm not crying. <laughs> but um, I love it, it's such a beautiful book. Um, it's kind of about like a, like a family holiday and it, you kind of see it through the eyes of Rose, like um, a teen daughter who's with her parents and they're going through something. And like throughout the whole book, obviously you, it's told from Rose's perspective so you kind of get her reality of it when really there's this much bigger story that gets, it just like comes all together and it just gets me, it just messes me up. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so I really recommend that book. It's, it's, really, it's really gorgeous and extremely different to Anime Club. <laughs> yeah, very, very different. The two, they do, not, they do not go together, but they're both great books, which I love. <laughs> yeah, um, and did you kind of go into it knowing that it was a bit of an emotional story? No, I just, um, I, I read a super, um, oh, what's it called? Dang, a Super Mutant Magic Academy, I think, before, and I was like, which is, is, I think is a comedy. I haven't read it for a while, but it's quite a fun, light-hearted book. And I was like, I love this. I'm going to get this other one. And then I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, now, switching gears once again, sure. um, what's the scariest comic that you've read? It's hard. Like, I wanted to reread the books I was going to talk about on this panel, but I was like, I don't want to reread Through the Woods by Emily Carroll because I don't want to get too spooked. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I think that was like the first book that I was definitely like, oh, this is, this is terrifying. Um, it's, it's really beautiful. It's like a collection of short, like horror stories. Um, and em Emily Carroll's so rad, like I love her work. Um, there's also, I've got like quite a few um, of Genji Ito's um, works. I, I wasn't aware of him until he was a guest at TCAF, um, Toronto Comic Art Festival a couple of years ago. And like my whole Twitter feed exploded. We're like, yeah, Genji Ito's coming. And I was like, who is he? And then I feel like everyone sees, it's like kind of a meme now, but it's the man going, there's a, he's on a wall, there's a man-shaped hole, and he's like, this is my hole. That's Genji that's Eo. But like his work's very scary. <laughs> it's less lighthearted than that. But um, I feel like his work is, is really, it's that's also a, a bunch of like uh, collections of horror stories. And they're just, they're so much fun. I love horror, um, but I am terrified of it as well at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> so. Junji Ito is uh, as incredible as he is scary. Yes. Um, I, to be honest, I wouldn't want to spend more than like 30 seconds in his brain. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of it is pretty scary. Yeah. I'm not on the page. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, that, that's fantastic. Uh, now, moving on to my uh, favorite question. Okay. And that is, what is your favorite cover? Oh, so many good covers. Um, I'm going to go for, I, I love um, Natalie uh, Fordane's work, and she, did a, a, she does like the variant covers for the Sonic IDW series, and there's like a Halloween cover that she did that's just like absolutely gorgeous, but I mean, I get, like you guys heard, I, I love Sonic the Hedgehog, um, I, lo I love, love Natalie Fordane's work, I love Halloween, I love spooky things, so it's just kind of like a marriage of like all the things that I love, like I'm like, this, this cover is for me, and I love it. Um, yeah, I, I adore her work. I feel like she got into, um, she was doing like Sonic fan art and kind of got noticed and picked up and now she does like these licensed covers and they're just beautiful. But I have like some of her like early Sonic art on my, in my hallway, which I pass every day and I'm like, mm, yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a fantastic one. Of course, I, I uh, looked at it in preparation 
um, for, for today. And if anybody wants to take a look, it's uh, Sonic the Hedgehog number 22. I think, I think so, it yeah. is. Um, it's a fantastic um, cover uh, that really kind of, you know, puts all of the Sonic the Hedgehog universe characters into, like, Halloween fancy yeah. dress, basically, doesn't it? Uh, it's really, really well uh, compiled um, and balanced and things like that. So definitely you go check it out. Um, yeah. And a further question I wanted to ask you is, is there a particular cover that you're proud of? Um, oh, of oh, my gosh. Yourself? <laughs> oh. That you've drawn yourself? Um... Shoot. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll put you on the spot there. <laughs> um, for my um, Kim Reaper series, um, Kim Reaper, it, it's all about a part-time Grim Reaper. And on the f- cover of volume one, it's the, the two main characters, Kim and Becca, and they're sat on a pile of skulls. And I, I drew that. I, like, I, I mocked it up, like mocking up a cover. It's just super rough to show your editor what you're going to do. And it, you know, it took seconds. It was fine. And then when I had to draw the thing, I was like, oh, my God, so many skulls. And then I had to ink the skulls, and I had to color the skulls. And then for volume two, it's called Vampire Island, so I was like, I'll draw them on a pile of bats. And, like, I did not learn my lesson at all. But I'm really happy with how the cover came out, so I think it was worth it. But it was, it was just so, so, much, so much time spent inking each bat. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's my favorite cover, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, yeah. It's, it, it can be, I mean, I'm, I'm no artist, but um, from, you know, speaking to many artists, just the detail can be so laborious sometimes, like particularly when you're just repeating things, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, though, yeah right? like, I, I feel like there have definitely been, like, scenes where I'm like, oh, God, what have I got myself into? But at the end, when I've done it all and it becomes a distant memory, I'm like, I love that. Oh, yeah, go me. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, now, uh, moving on to another of my favourite questions, and that is, what's the most meaningful comic to you? Oh, man. Um, so that's another hard question. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> We're all getting really deep around the campfire. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I mean, um, so for me, like, I wanted, and along with Scott Pilgrim, I was reading um, webcomics when I was first, and, and I'm still reading webcomics because they're amazing, but... Um, when I was first getting back into comics and um, Liz Prince's um, Would You Still Love Me If I Wet the Bed came up and I got that and it's like, it's, very, it's a very small and cute um, comic about like couple stuff and I was like, I feel like we're, I'm, it's a very big influence for me, seeing that and just being like, this is really nice and for me as well, it's like, I swear, like my cats and my partner are constantly doing cute things. I want to tell everyone about it. And, like, seeing Liz Princeton's work there, I was like, oh, this is a, this is a thing that you can do? Like, yes, I'm going to do it too. <laughs> but um, it's, such, it's a really, really nice collection. And I think, yeah, it was very, uh, a very important comic for me. Yeah, and, and where, where was that in your, your own comic career? Was it kind of pre oh, you getting uh, published? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those early days. Like, I... I, I did quite a few comics before getting published, um, but I didn't want to name my web comics because they're quite bad, and I don't want anyone to look at them. But it's okay, like you know, you start you start making comics. They're not going to be like, I mean, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe they are going to be incredible from the get go, but they're probably not, and that's okay because like, that's the, that's the thing about making comics is you learn so much by doing. Like each page, you kind of learn something. So um, yeah, I think that was like kind of the right start for me. It was very very early. So it's great to have an influence like that, mm. where it gives you the confidence to perhaps try something that you might not have by yourself. Yeah. So, so having seen that published and read it, um, that kind of gives you the confidence, oh, I can't, this, this is a thing that you could do. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like um, I, 
like over 10 years ago. Um, kind of like, I feel like if you, you, a lot of web comics now do follow like the four panel uh, format, but um, I feel like it was, they were less common like that many years ago. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it was, it was cool to see that format. Like not all comics had to be like long, um, like graphic novels and stuff. Like you could just do short um, and sweet things. And I was like, yes, I do. That's the kind of comics I, I wanted to make at the time. I still want to make them. Of course. <laughs> of course, but that's, that's great uh, to give you that, that early confidence. Uh, now, um, moving on to another interesting question, um, and that is, what's the most underrated comic? So, um, I'm going to go... See, like, I, I feel like more people should be talking about Cosmo Nights. Cosmo Nights is awesome. It's by um, Han Templer, and I think it is... Also, a web comic as well as um, published, so you can totally go read it. Um, yeah, and ju just so that people can go Google, um, go search for it, it's Cosmo Nights uh, with a K uh, yes. dot space. Oh, excellent! And then, yeah, yeah, and then you can go go read it there. So yeah, it's like Hannah's um, an incredible cartoonist. Like she she writes drawers and colors it, and I love her color work, like the palettes that she chooses. But um, she's just a powerhouse. Like she's incredible. And Cosmo Nights is also incredible, and I think we should all be talking about how good Cosmo Nights is, honestly. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah. Get, get on it. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> just to give everybody a bit of a flavor, uh, what, what's it about? It, it sounds so intriguing, Cosmo Nights. It sounds like an 80s cartoon, right? <laughs> so, um, it's kind of about, like, um, oh, gosh, I'm so bad at pitching my own comics. I'm really bad at pitching other people's comics, but I'm going to try. Um, so, it's about... Um, Mechs. It's about space mechs. There we go. That's all you really need to know. They battle um, to win, kind of like, uh, to win princesses kind of thing. And obviously that's, you know, it messed up. It sucks. And there are these cosmonites who are, like, fighting to save princesses. And you should, you know, be like, no, you don't have to come live with me. You have to go live your life sort of thing. And it's, like, it's, it's just beautiful. It's queer. It's um, gorgeous, and it's such a good story, and I definitely want to reread it. Now I've just talked about it a bunch, so I kind of hope everyone else does too. <laughs> Excellent. So, yeah, definitely go check it out, cosmonights.space. Um, now, uh, moving into our penultimate question, and that is, what comic would you recommend to a friend who's never read comics? See, this was also a really hard one, because, like, obviously, I like, I like to tailor... Like, I love buying presents for people. Like, when it's birthday, I'm like, I'm going to get you a book. And it's even better if I know the person then reads the book, because sometimes I have... I'm, I'm very bad at this. I have a huge to-read pile. Um, but my brother reads all the books I buy him, which is amazing. I, I love that, and his birthday's coming up. He's going to get another Junji Eater one. But um, I feel like... This is hard. I was talking to my partner Steph about it, and Steph said Giant Days by John Allison, which I also think is great, but I haven't read, I need to read more of. Um, but also, like, for me, Scott Pilgrim was, like, totally my, like, introduction back into comics. I think it's really fun. Um, so it's probably why I would push towards other people. Like, hey, there's, like, and there's, like, what, five or six books? Five or uh, six? I think it's six. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It's this whole six books to read. If you enjoy it, there's more, which is lovely. But, um, yeah, I think it's just fun. Um, like, for me, like, um, when I kind of fell off comics, I kind of got into my head that they were just, like, this one genre thing, and they're really not. They're, like, it's, comics are so diverse. And sometimes you just want to read... A, it sounds like I just read a load of comics now about vile people or, like, people who are kind of a mess, but they're fun. And Scott, Scott Pilgrim's kind of a mess, and it's also, like, a goofy adventure... Is it an adventure, a misadventure? 
where he, you know, he's got to fight like seven evil exes to date Ramona Flowers. Like, what's not to love? It's pretty. It's pretty good time. Yeah. It's, so it'd probably be like, it's got program, or I do a tailored recommendation. But you have to know the person. You know. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Scott. Scott Pilgrim is a great choice because it's got it all. Exactly. Basically, doesn't it? It's one of those that it kind of covers a lot of things in terms of you know comedy drama action adventure yeah. and things like that so like that's a, it's a great start for people into in, into the world of comics uh, now uh, coming on to our last question uh, in regards to comics and that is if you could only take one comic into this apocalypse into the woods yeah. um which would it be see i also struggled with this question i i think my partner steph said he'd bring like can you bring the whole collection of Giant Days? Is that allowed? That's multiple comics. But I, I think I would bring... It's probably got a slipcase, though, right? Like a really oh, big slipcase, so you could kind of count that, yeah. or maybe? I don't know. I think there have been, like, printed fat collections, which are just gorgeous. But um, for me, I, I, I would take The Walking Dead um, uh, compendium, the really big book, because... I've thought, I haven't read it for a while, but the thing is, I have such a huge to-read list. I look at it, and I'm like, I have already read this very chunky book, so I probably should read through my other ones. And what I'm thinking is that maybe, you know, maybe it helped me through the apocalypse, or I'd read about other characters dying, and I'd be like, I'm not going to do that. Thanks, Walking Dead. And then even if I have to, if, if the apocalypse gets grim, if I have to fight some robots, I've got this really chunky book. So I'll be okay. <laughs> That's the main thing. And yeah, it's, it's great to have a reference book there, isn't it? Um, and uh, give, give you some ideas. But yeah, as you say, it is a really chunky one. It's like 48 issues. It's so big. Um, per compendium. So yeah, no, it's a, it's, it's a handy weapon. And talking of weapons, yeah. uh, along with um, a compendium from The Walking Dead, um, what weapon, tool, or useful item would you like to take with you as well? I'm just going to perish. I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> I admit my defeat, my fate. It's not very inspiring. I'm sorry. I should, should have said something good so we could end on a high. <laughs> I'm so sorry. All right, it's quite all right. What, what you've got, let, let, let's go with hope. Oh, let's, yeah. Let, yes, let's I, try, I and, hope. try and go with that, hope. right? Like just, I'm going to take hope with me and I hope for the best. Yes. Expect the worst, <laughs> but, you know, hope for the best. Um, well, Sarah Grayley, it's been so fantastic finding out your comics for the apocalypse. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, thank you. Thank uh, you for asking me all these fun questions. <laughs> I had a wonderful uh, time around the campfire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, for, for everybody, one more time, uh, where can they find you online? Oh, uh, you can find me at Sarah Grayley, uh, sorry, com. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Sarah Grayley Art. I'm on Instagram at Sarah Grayley. It's G-R-A-L-E-Y. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Um, and uh, your stall is basically over by Spider-Man, but one aisle over? Yeah, yeah. If you, if you can find Spider-Man, you could probably find um, my booth. So it's very yellow as well. Um, it's kind of near the 11 on the wall. Exactly. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, well, I think Sarah deserves a round of applause. So put your hands together for Sarah. Thank you so much. Thanks, um, everyone. And uh, yeah, no, um, for everybody here, um, I hope you uh, have enjoyed that. And uh, if you do, did enjoy that and you'd like to listen to more, definitely go check out Comics for the Apocalypse on Spotify, iTunes, and all that jazz. Um, you'd be, be welcome to join the, the listenership along with, uh, along with Dominic here. <laughs> so uh, thank you so much and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. 
Thanks again to Sarah for being on Comics for the Apocalypse and to MCM for hosting us. It was an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review for us on iTunes or whichever podcast service you use, as not only will it let me know that you liked it, but believe that it helps make other people aware of the show as well. If you'd like to check out Sarah's work or follow them on social media, those links are in the show notes, along with all our own links to the various areas of the internet. Speaking of which, if you haven't already, be sure to visit Comic Scene's website at comicscene.org for comic news, the comic club, and other fun sequential art stuff. And finally, as long as the apocalypse doesn't come to pass in the next week, I'll see you next Monday. Bye for now. <laughs>